everyone. Welcome to another episode of Deliberately Intentional. I have a fabulous guest with me in the studio today. My wonderful, very beautiful friend, Scarlett Joyce Rojas. <laughs> she is an investment financial advisor and broker. She's also the author of 31 Badass Affirmations. What <laughs> mindset affirmations? I don't know. I was going to mess it up. Many mindset affirmations. Welcome to the show. Thank you. Thank you. I'm so happy to be here. I am happy you. to have you. Finances is one of the biggest issues that couples have. And I wanted her to come into the studio today because she's she has a wealth of knowledge. She brings 20 years of her experience. That's what she gives to her clients. And then I wanted her to come into the studio to talk to us and talk to all of you about how you can make better financial choices as a couple. And we're going to talk about the various issues that people generally have and how they can avoid it. So over to you. Yes. <laughs> yeah. So this is exciting. This is exciting uh, because I get this question a lot. I can right? imagine. So how do I get my partner on the same page when it comes to finances? And so we'll dive into that, which is exciting. Absolutely. Um, and so just to give you a little bit about my background, mm -hmm. right, is I've been in investments and banking for 20 years. And one of the things that I noticed while I was helping people is that even if I told them exactly what to do in their finances, something would go awry. Always. I would see people get $2 million in inheritance and it was gone in three years, even though I told them exactly how to Crazy. invest it. And then I realized that there's a mindset piece when it comes to money, that there's a financial thermostat that we all have Absolutely. somewhere in our head that if we grew up, let's say we grew up poor or low income, then that's the thermostat we have. Hmm. And we're gonna find our way back there because that's our subconscious belief system hmm. at work. Wow. So that's one example if you're low income, but there's so many different other examples of things that can be holding you back. Hmm. So that's why my, my firm now really focuses on that. It focuses on what belief systems are holding you back. Plus, it gives an investment strategy oh. and a financial plan. I love you it. Know, so that's why I, I see a lot of couples come to me and say, hey, you know, one of us is doing one thing and then the other one is doing another. Do you feel like it has a lot to it? Well, you've already said that the thermostat is what you use. Mm -hmm. I always say that your background and your your story is what shapes 100%. who you are. Yeah. I didn't have I can say for a fact I didn't have anyone. I didn't even have any money. I we had money. Weirdly enough, my story is weird. We had money, then didn't have, then yeah. did. And we've gone through we went through a roller coaster. I at one point we were flying first class and then at one point we barely had food. Yeah. <laughs> it's like we yeah. went from went all over the globe. But my point for bringing that up is I don't think we ever had a conversation about saving or a conversation about investments or a conversation about any of that. I know you and I talked about this before yeah. and I talked about the things that I wanted my son to do before he got out of college, before he right. hit 25, he must buy his first property before right. he does. Like, I didn't have those conversations. Right. I literally saw people doing it mm -hmm. and I'd be like, wow, I wish that was me. <laughs> but right. it was not something that I was raised with. Right, right. And so, and, and that's one thing, right? And so when I speak about the financial thermostat, it's pretty much just, hey, this is where you are set. Your temperature is set, but your temperature is set based on the things that have happened to you in your past. True. And that's what I call your money story. Mm. 
And so in your money story, one of the things that I would look at, right, mm-hmm. if I was working with you is I want I would look at that up and down mm-hmm. and how that has shaped the way you, you see money, what the way you see the world, hmm. the way you see yourself. Because those are the three keys. Big, yep. Those mm-hmm. are the keys. It's not it's very similar to what I do when I'm talking to people about being intentional. I mm-hmm. always go back into their history and like, okay, so what was life like for you and yes. how did you grow up? Because whether we like it or not, I think we're both and one of the reasons why I wanted you on the show as well mm-hmm. is because we're both saying the same thing but mm-hmm. from different um, angles, angles. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? So we both believe that you need to be intentional about all you do. Yes. You're just more focused on the money part, where I'm more focused on the intentionality in everything, meaning right. from how you raise your kids, from how you talk to each other, right. from how you view yourself and how what do you see yourself doing in the future yeah. and how are you making strides and steps to get there? Because right. it's all connected. It's right. all connected. You can make changes. I like the thermostat thing. And I also realize that you can tweak that thermostat. Yeah. <laughs> you can turn you can, it up yeah, and down you when you want to. Up and down. Yeah, but a lot of people don't know they need to do that. Right. They all feel like they're, right. I'm fixed in this little spot. But you're not. You're right. not a, I, my favorite saying, you're not a tree. Right. You can, you can move. You literally yeah. can. Nothing is stopping you from making a change. A change. Exactly. So how would you start with the change? Yes. So when you find out a person's thermostat. Yes. So so, first thing you do. So let's talk about yourself first. Right. Because when we talk about partners, we immediately think about, oh, what does my partner have to change? It's you. Hold up. It's you first. Yeah. I know. It's you first. So let's talk about yourself first. So one of the things that you want to notice is you want to notice what are your habits right now? What do you notice in the numbers? Numbers don't lie. True. So if you look at your numbers, are you noticing that when you make the money, it's all gone <laughs> by the end of the month, by your next paycheck coming? Do you? And then when you look at the transactions, what is it that you're spending on? Because that tells me a lot. Mm. My clients that I work with, I ask them for three months worth of statements or debit card transactions. And I look at the transactions and and I'm looking for what are they spending on? Because that means something to you. Absolutely. And so when people are, when people use money, they are using it for something. They're using it to appease an emotion or create an emotion. Hmm. And so... It could be something like, okay, I look at the, the the statements and then I'll see a lot of going out to dinner or happy hours. Mm-hmm. So I'll ask them about that. Well, tell me a little bit about this. It tells a story. It, it always does. Story. Right. Okay. It's like, oh, well, I love being with my friends mm-hmm. and my family. Okay. Well, tell me what feeling that brings. Absolutely. Tell me why you do that. So it comes down to what's important to them is that closeness to be able to, to continue having that relationship can we do that without spending, spending that money? That Absolutely. Money, right? Absolutely. So that's step one. It's really looking at those little things that you're doing, the habits, and then looking into what's it about? I love it. I absolutely love it. But I find that couples have this financial divide. Right. And the main reason why they have it, again, we go back to the backgrounds. If you've let's say you're very self-aware mm-hmm. then you finally figured out okay here's what my problem is right but then when you think about it with the other person most times you don't actually some people don't even acknowledge that they have a problem but they want to put it completely on the other person yes <laughs> yes that happens a lot a lot a, a lot. lot i find it happens a lot in my world as well because most people are always willing to point out he does this he does that i'm like well, right. what are you doing what, what do you what do? about you what about right. the one you can control 
Right. So in a financial right. financial situation, how do you deal with that? So I, I think that there's two things there okay. in what you're talking about. One of them is understanding your partner's money story and understanding mm -hmm. your money story. Okay, so let's talk about the money stories. Yes, because the money story is really an am amalgamation of everything that has happened to you, all the experiences that have happened to you as a child. Mm. So for example, I might be with a partner that their money story was they grew up in a low income um, household. And now they say, you know what, because I have money now, I'm going to give myself the things I didn't have when I was a kid, Oof, right? That, that right there. <laughs> <laughs> so then they spend, okay, I may have grown up and I did grow up in a low income household, but my money story is different. My money story and my money personality, and we'll talk about that in a little bit, but my money story is going to be, that is never going to happen to me again. I will make sure I grow wealth. Mm. So now we have two different money stories, two different money personalities mm -hmm. in the same household. Mm -hmm. And that's going to create issues because one of them is, hey, let's spend it because I deserve it. And the other one's like, hey, let's save it because I don't ever want that to happen to me. How again. about I got a third person that says I want to <laughs> save it, but then I also want to spend it. Like, well, like <laughs> one, in one person in one person yep. one person that says yeah but then i like to look good uh -huh. and i want to make sure that i have these moments because i've yeah. always had those moments but i also want to be like what the which one is it good <laughs> that's a great question that's a great question because what i would do there is then i'd work with that person and where uh, what's happening there is the value system hmm. we put our money what in what yeah, we, we value. value very true and so then I would say, well, okay, it seems like this person values looking good. Talk to me about that. Tell me what that means to you. What does looking good mean me to too. you? Mm -hmm. And it, it, again, it goes back to your money story. So, so, yeah, so I can root it to back. look at it yeah. like that. It's uh, I love it because it, I talk about it in a different mindset. And I love the way you're describing it because uh -huh. the way you're describing it gives it like a dollar and cent value. And it's so... I'm sure a lot of my listeners are going to find this too, but it, it just has you look at it from a whole different perspective. My husband would love you, by the way, because <laughs> he would say like, you know what? See, that's what I'm always talking about. That's the kind of thing that he would say. Yeah. <laughs> How is important is it for couples to have a clear understanding of their financial goals? Oh my God, super <laughs> important, super important. That becomes step one for me when I work with couples, Okay. is I need to understand what do you want from your finances this year, let's say, right? Even if we begin working in June, tell me what you want, right? Mm -hmm. Then I'll work with the partner. What do you want? And it doesn't matter what she wants, okay? Because you're talking to me from your perspective. Everyone's let's got a perspective. Yep, let's ignore what she wants. Because sometimes partners will be like, oh, yeah, um, exactly what she said. Nope. Tell what me what you, you want. want. Mm -hmm. Right. So understanding what each of them wants and then understanding why they want it hmm. the why the why is super so important. important what i end up seeing with couples is that they want the same thing they do it looks like they don't when they first say it mm -hmm. but when i get to the why it's the same okay. they're just going about it in, in different, different ways. ways and they're missing each other and then it becomes this like, oh, you're not doing this because blah, blah, blah. Or you, you know, you don't help out. Okay, you're gonna you're wanting the same thing. But if we were to get 
on that same page and, and understand each other, that you truly want the same things, then you can work towards the same thing. Absolutely. In the, it, it may be in different ways, but it's the same path. Literally. Yeah. I love it. What steps should couples take to create a joint financial plan? sitting and speaking and that's what what couples don't want to do because it typically <laughs> ends up in arguments right always it ends up in arguments but your first step is to ask yourself what do i want right what do i want from my finances and and you have to remember that money is just a tool it is a tool so really the question is what do i want from my life because money is going to end up helping you get what it is you want from your life if you've decided if you've defined what you want from your life which is where exactly. we go back to being intentional. intentional what do you want from your life right and if you think about what you want from your life and then you put all the finances in play everything will work together exactly problem is they are not thinking about all of the pieces working together right and a lot of people don't don't think about what they want out of their life they live by default hmm. living by default no, no go no, no. <laughs> What advice do you have for couples who may have different spending priorities? It's still in line with what you've just said, but their priorities mm -hmm. are different. How do you change that? How do you help them with that? Getting intentional about what you want, right? So if you know what you want, then you have to sit with your partner and say, okay, tell me about what you want, right? And why you want that. And so once you get on that same page, that's when you can begin saying, okay, Let's work on something together. You'll actually notice that you're probably wanting the same thing. If you're not wanting the same thing, it's super important for you to understand why your partner wants that because there's a part of their money story that that is at play. And so and we become judgmental. So we say, oh, you know what? You just want to waste our money on, <laughs> you know, dumb things like cars or toys, whatever. Right. What happened in your partner's money story? that is that. making him want that or her want that right uh, i'll give you a perfect example working with a couple recently she's a big shopper so she'll kind of like <laughs> that's you guilty <laughs> i'm not even gonna i i'm very i'm very honest that would be guilty as charged that there would be go. right so she's a big shopper and then he's like where the heck is all the money going where the heck is all the money going Funny enough, it goes back on him, but <laughs> it actually goes back on him. <laughs> but yes, absolutely. They'll be the ones that I don't understand yeah. it because you're not seeing the bigger picture. But yes. So, so how did you So do? that's the thing, right? So it's like, okay, where's all the money going? So I did a financial audit. And in speaking to her, I wanted to know, tell me about this transaction. Tell me about this transaction, this one. And what it came down to is she grew up in a in a low income household and she's saying well hey i never got this when i was a kid and i hated that and now that i have the money i'm going to give myself that because so what is she doing right there she's trying to heal the little girl inside of her from the past Oof, healing that's her trauma right but she's doing it now in a way that's not going to heal that little girl this is true because so, what has happened has happened exactly yeah. so then helping the partner understand okay this is what she's trying to do but now if we get on the same page about what you truly want now for your children so that they don't have to be healing this type of trauma in the future true. let's work together towards that but now that she knows this she knows what she's doing so when she's going to shop she's like wait a minute 
I don't okay. need to do that. Yeah, I don't need, I don't I need don't to need do this. that anymore. That. Oh, that is so profound because I find that, that I know that that's going to help a lot of people. They don't realize why they do. And a lot of people don't do this. A lot of people don't think about there's a why. Why right. does my partner do this? Because I, I know I talk to people about that all the time when they say, oh, either someone's cheating. What's his story? Yeah. They are going to react to the cheating or 100%. they're going to act to what's yeah. going on. But there's a story there. Yes. There's always a story. Yes. If you can move past the actual event and go looking for what it is, yes. you'd find out. And that's the same thing, right. it seems, with the finances, 100%. which I probably never thought about until we we're having this conversation. Yeah. But it gives it opens my mind up to a whole different way of looking at it right. and my i know my husband's story is oh he's all about credit 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 has to be good has to be this mm -hmm. in my mind i'm like i want to strangle him. <laughs> 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 but i get it i know his reasoning too is yeah. like this is credit is power and you keep it good and you keep it but that's not something that a nigerian grows up thinking about credit they always right. think about you know money in the bank or you know what you yeah money in the bank it's always right, money in right. the bank it's always money right. in the bank not thinking about credit yeah because that was not a way we were raised we didn't right deal with credit it's coming for full circle now but it was not something i grew up and i think the first person i knew that had a home or conversation about mortgages i probably was well into my late 20s before i ever mm -hmm. had that type of conversation and I look at my son's life now and his financial story is completely different. He has mm -hmm. stocks and he has, he's dabbling in all sorts of things. And I'm like, your life is so cool. Yeah. <laughs> like, because these are things that I didn't have. And when I look, I look at all the things that I didn't have in my financial story and I think about that for him. And I'm like, right. if you can get these things started up really early, by the time you're 30 something, 40, you would have had one property completely paid off. You mm -hmm. would have your stocks that would have matured. Things that you can just put money on and forget about. Right. It will mature for you later on. Right. We didn't have those types of conversations. Right. Yeah. I don't know if you did. A lot of us didn't. <laughs> a lot <laughs> of us didn't. Yeah. yeah. And I think that that does shape. It does a lot to a couple mm -hmm. to have that financial security. People don't talk about it, but you're mm -hmm. not supposed to look at your life as in, oh, I'm going to be 20 forever. Mm -hmm. You have to be thinking about the fact that I'm going to be 20. I'm also going to retire someday. Right. And you need to. One of the things that I know I talk about a lot with people is looking at the various stages of your life, thinking about your 20s and what you're planning, what you're sowing and planting in your 20s that you'll be able to reap when you're in your 30s, 40s, 50s, mm -hmm. 60s, 70s. Right. You got to think it all the way through. Right. And most times we're not. We don't. Right. We think about the now. Right. And so how do you think people need to shape their thinking better when they're thinking intentionally about their finances and in regards to your entire life? Mm -hmm. It comes down to to the same question. What do I want to create out of my life? Right. And so I usually ask my clients, OK, so tell me what you want to create this year. OK, so tell me this year. Tell me what you want to create in three years. OK, tell me what you want to create in 10 years. So we begin thinking in the future psychologically just your brain is wired to not think about the future your brain is wired to think about the now mm. so you really have to get into this position where you're envisioning the future and so when i tell you and i talk to you about retirement you're probably going to be like who cares it seems so far it, away it seems so far away right so because there's this picture of retirement that's so far away that you're like 70 years old and you're retired okay but if I talk to you about financial freedom, if I talk to you about the freedom to leave your corporate job and do whatever the hell you want, whenever you want it, now we're talking differently. Very true. And so now seeing it in that way, how do I make my money 
work for me so that I can do what I want when I want. Not retirement, just what I, what want, I want when I, I want. want. Just the wording being different changes everything. I yeah. love that. What role does insurance play in a couple's financial security? What kind of insurance? Life insurance? Okay. You tell me. <laughs> yes, financial life insurance. All insurance. Um, yes, life insurance, but insurance. I think or do you do you what do you think about insurance? Let me put it to you that way. Life insurance, for example. I think it's it's necessary okay. for sure. Uh, so you can use life insurance for various different things, believe it or not. So if you have a small child, then you want to make sure that you have some type of insurance so that if you pass away, your partner passes away, you have enough to uh, pay rent or pay the house off, right? So you have to make sure you're planning in that way. Okay. But then you may have children that are already grown up, but now you may want to think about, okay, maybe I want to create a legacy of some sort. Mm -hmm. Maybe if I pass away, I want my kid to have a million dollars or not, you know, depends. Then we can use also, we can use insurance to help with tax benefits. When the person starts making a lot of money, you can begin using insurance that way. So there's different ways that you can use insurance. It just depends on what you're trying to do. How about I did another way, that many different types of it. You always think about, okay, let's life insurance and that's it. But there's like, according to what I'm hearing from you, there's a whole- Oh, there's strategies. Nice. There's a bunch of different strategies that you can use. You see why for. you need to go talk to her? <laughs> <laughs> so are there specific investment strategies that work well for couples that you have defined that you see specifically focus on this? Not investment strategies because it really or depends the on your on or, your time frame. Gotcha. It really depends on your goals, time frame, and then how much risk you want to take. So there's not one for sure investment strategy for everybody. It just depends on the individual. It depends on what you're trying to build, what the time frame is, mm -hmm. and then how risky you want to get. When you talk about risk, you want to explain that a little? Mm -hmm. High risk, high return, oh, or low risk? Yeah. Return. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah, so the risk is really how much do you want to, how much are, appetite do you have for your money to go up and down in the market? Okay. Gotcha. Yeah. So sometimes people will say, oh, no, if if I give you $100,000 and my money goes down $10,000, I'm going to freak out. I can't sleep at night. Okay. <laughs> then you probably don't want an aggressive portfolio. You probably want to be very conservative with this person because $10,000 on $100,000 is only 10%. And, the, and, and it the could rise back up if you're able, if that person is patient, exactly. if you can ride it out. Yes, exactly. And if it's invested correctly, right? And if it's invested correctly, yes. of course. But, um, but some people can't tolerate that. And that's a very little movement in the market. 10% isn't that much if you really think about it. But it depends on the person, I exactly. guess. Exactly. Hmm. Exactly. So it really depends. You know, that's that's risk. And so I look at how much risk can you take? And so in working with couples, one of them may be conservative, like oh, I, don't, I want I don't want to take any risk. Mm -hmm. And another one may be like, hey, let's do it. You know, let's let's take as much risk because there's more reward in it. So finding that happy Absolutely. medium. It's got to be hard. Yeah, it's got to be hard sometimes for you. It is. It is. But helping both understand right where the other one's coming from and then helping them understand the expectations and how the market works hmm. and the idea of you know if the market comes down the last thing you want to do is take your money out at that point because all you're doing is being emotional about it you should wait yes that's like depending having, i guess yeah like that's like having a huge argument with your partner and then you're like screw this divorce you can't do that. 
I used to be. Don't want to do that. I, yeah, I get absolutely. You're you're a hundred percent correct with what you're saying. You shouldn't. <laughs> But people end up doing it anyway. I know. People end up doing it anyway. Yes, they do. And finances, too. And finances, too. Do you recommend couples uh, get a joint account? That's something that a lot of people ask me about. Mm. Do you recommend? And they feel as if their relationship is not solid if they don't have a joint account. How do you feel? No. No. I don't agree either. Yeah. I, I mean... feel like they people people put these... Um, I, I, people put these limitations. I have access to my husband's account. He has access to mine, but we don't have a joint. I think we right. had one back in the day. Right. We didn't. I think when we got separated, of course, he went. Yeah. <laughs> when we were separated. He had his own account. When he came back, everyone just kept it. But we still know what we we know what we have. Uh -huh. We know what we have together, but we don't have a joint account. Yeah. But some people feel that you know, we're not in a we're not in a good place because we don't have a joint account. I'm like, yeah. No, that's not necessarily true. Yeah. But what are your thoughts from the finance standpoint? Having a joint account does not tell me you have a good relationship. It, it has nothing to do with the other. Uh, what I do um, make sure of is that if you have your own account, if anything was to happen to you, can your partner or spouse access it? That can be done by adding your partner to the account or it can also be done by a power of attorney and making sure that there's someone that can Fill that gap if you're in a hospital in a coma for 20 days or for, you know, two months. Mm -hmm. You want to make sure that there's always someone that can that can help you out in case something was to happen to you. So you believe that it's better to have instead of saying mandatory, you have to have a joint account, have power of attorney. How soon should people do that? How like soon? now. <laughs> you got married today, power of attorney. That yeah. could be problems. Like, Wait, did you hear from my money? <laughs> yeah. But no, think about it. When do you when is the right time to approach that though? So it it is. If you're gonna marry somebody, so let's talk about that, mm. right? Because I really feel strongly about this. Okay. When it comes to money, people shun questions about money. Meanwhile, you're okay with sleeping with the person on Passing the third saliva. date. <laughs> On. No condoms. Yeah. Oh, let me take you into my bed and open my legs for you. But I can't ask I you can't a ask question you about money. But I think that it, but, but I love this conversation we're having because I feel like we just, I I knew to ask about sex, but I didn't know to ask about finances. How yeah. about that? Isn't that crazy? I, but you're right, though. Mm -hmm. We talk about all of these other things and then we get skittish about, yeah, yeah. but... Should I do this? I think that at the same time that you're having the sex talk, right? we kind of should have the money talk, but it then makes things a little complicated. Because when you put money into it, no, let me tell you why. When you put money into it, it's like, wait, is this a transaction? You know what? Is it a transaction? Is it a transaction? I'm going to, I'm going to. But you I'm, get my point. I know. And I'm going to challenge that. Okay. Because when we talk sex, right? And there's this idea of like, okay, a guy's gonna pay for the dinners and then the woman's gonna give in at about date three, date four, okay? <laughs> That's an effing transaction. Is Agreed. that a transaction? Not really, it's it, not a transaction. It's an implicit transaction. Okay. They're expecting something of and course. you're expecting something. Of course. It's an implicit transaction, of course. but nobody said this is a transaction. Okay, I agree with that one. 
I agree. It is a it is a transaction of sorts. Of sorts. Of so sorts. if there's going to be an implicit transaction, then why can't there be a talk about money? I can't and... ask somebody on a first date how much do you make yearly? No. Or, or third so, or fourth or fifth or sixth. Here's a when better question. Ask? Here's okay. a better question. So what do you do? What what I've, what's your I've, career? I definitely right? ask that. You ask that. Mm -hmm. Do you love what you do? Great answer. Okay. question. Why do we ask that question? Because you want to see if the person's in a space where are they just kind of living off of default or <laughs> are they living on purpose, right? True. This is going to give you their mindset. This is, I love it. Okay. Right? Yep. So you may want to ask something like, tell me what you like to do, right? What kind of what kind of things do you do for enjoyment? Oh, I love to travel. I love this. Or That's already like telling that. you how much okay. money he spends. Right. Mm -hmm. You may want to also ask questions like, "Tell me what you spend your money on. What do you like to spend your money on?" Okay. They're right. gonna say, "Oh, I like to travel. I like to do this." Tell me how important finances are to you in a partner. Okay. What date number are we talking about here? I would ask <laughs> this on date two. Date two. One hundred percent. I would ask on date two. Yeah, date two. Mm -hmm. I I would wish there was a guy here. <laughs> because for date two, a guy is gonna immediately. Even a woman, a woman that has money mm -hmm. that starts to hear from you about financial questions. Yeah. In on day two is gonna feel like you're after them for their money. That's think about it. Like okay. if you if you're okay, you dress well already. A lot of things are implied yeah. by how you look. Though we've also gotten to the point nowadays that we do realize that the way people look don't really mean anything mm -hmm. because anybody can fake it. Mm -hmm. So we don't. That doesn't tell me about your bank account. That doesn't tell me about the choices you make. Doesn't tell me about your investments. Doesn't uh -huh. say anything. Yeah. It just says that okay, you can pull it together, and yes, you might have a great car. But you could also be living in your car. <laughs> there's, mm -hmm. there's a lot of different things that are going to mm -hmm. be going on there. You, it could be a lease. It could be a rental. It, I don't know. It could be your father's car. So, but when, let's say I do have money, the minute somebody starts saying, so what are your financial, the the normal, natural thought that's going to come to you next is, one, you're going to be more guarded. Mm -hmm. Two, you're going to start feeling a little suspicious mm -hmm. because it's like, why are you at, you know what I mean? I just met you. Date two is tough to say at date two, do you want to do this? It's easier to have the sex conversation because almost everybody, I know that sounds weird, but most uh -huh. people are having, a lot of people are doing hookups at, at a first yeah. meet. But the financial conversation is kind of one that you're going to, I feel like you are going to need to do it a little at a time. Date two, mm -hmm. that person may never call you again. Because they're okay. going to feel like they're being targeted and they're going to feel like, okay, this is a little much. Yeah. So for me as a couple, I do feel like you are absolutely 100% right that we need to have the conversation. Mm -hmm. But I think it's this delicacy of like, when do we have the conversation? When do I start? Day two. Day two yeah. may not get a recall. Uh -huh. <laughs> you will not get a recall. I yeah. don't know. But let me tell you why. Because we've made money taboo. How how hmm. interesting is that? That's true. We've not made sex taboo. Oh no, sex has become more free. <laughs> but we've made money taboo? That makes no sense to me. And 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 what makes no sense is that when you are looking for a partner, you are looking for someone to build with. True. The man is looking to, for someone to build an empire with. The woman is also looking for someone, yeah. Right? And so then if I'm going to build an empire with somebody, then I need that person to make sure I need to make sure that that, that 
person can handle their finances correctly because I do not want to be handling my finances correctly and then you're a hole in my pocket. We can't build like that. Sure. Meanwhile, we're so stuck on the sex piece. Or are you good in bed? Who gives a shit if you're good in bed? You can't build an hey, empire with that person. Sex is important too. <laughs> is. Well, I don't think anybody's, well, there are some people that'll say, yeah, his bank account is okay. I don't, I'll get a toy and I'll do it. But it's they're, they're both equally important. Girl, let me tell you. <laughs> Your man could be really good, good in bed. And shit in the financial department. But, but if he's messing the financial piece up, it will it will it make the sex It's going rare. to affect the sex. The sex because will. you're going to resent him and you don't want to sleep with him. Ooh. So? She ain't lied. She has not lied. <laughs> totally, you have not. So, as we round it all up, still, as a couple, we're getting married. When do we have this power of attorney conversation? When? So, a power of attorney can be after when you're married already. Okay. Because the power of attorney doesn't give your partner uh, access to everything. It just, it, you could choose to give it, to give your partner access only if you're incapacitated. So, you choose it. You choose to say, if I'm incapacitated or giving power of attorney right now, even if I'm not incapacitated. So okay. they just choose if something happens to me, if I'm incapacitated, he becomes power of attorney. We, they need, we need to talk more about that though. We need to be having these types of conversations to understand that it doesn't mean she wants to kill you. It doesn't mean she wants to kill you. <laughs> I come from a very traditional, well, Nigerian families would be like, hey, her family people, her, they want my money. That's why they want access to me. Any little thing. You know, we have but, people that are super superstitious. Right. And they automatically think that it's something, hey, you want to be able to control my finances. Something happened to me. Are you planning for something to happen to me? There's going to be that knee-jerk reaction. Power of attorney ceases to exist if the person dies. Power of attorney is only if you're incapacitated. Got it. Beneficiary is if you die. See? We go. Or an executor on a will or a trust, trustee. Different. Got it. <laughs> but again, I'm so I don't know whether you are. I'm, I'm. You didn't tell me where you're from. You're. You have your culture. Your background. Ecuadorian. Is Ecuadorian. Yeah. Nigerians. Uh huh. Naturally, very, very superstitious. Yeah. About finances about any little thing you can hear that a pastor said that it's your wife that's doing there's so many yeah. little things that happen your yeah. family people against my family people there's so many different little scenarios and i feel like that's why some of these conversations Our people child. have never had yeah. you just never had oh mom has i think i'm more open-minded when it comes to stuff like that whereby i'm saying like okay here's the life insurance here's this but i feel like a lot of people if you're talking about life insurance the first thing they're going to think about is life insurance the total the amount oh how do you know that they're not going to kill you for your life insurance you know what i mean because mm -hmm. and i think that we see so many of those things so most people if you're talking to them about life insurance they're like well, well yeah i don't want to talk about that or make that seem like the focus because i don't want it to be something that they're targeted targeting me for you see what I mean? Mm -hmm. So I know that it's smart. It is absolutely 100% mm -hmm. smart. You should be thinking about all of that. But I feel like there's a level of trust that you need to have. And also, yeah, maybe these conversations need to be happening while you're dating. Like, what do you feel about? Because now if I'm listening to everything I'm learning from this mm -hmm. conversation, I would have found ways to incorporate it into dating. Like, yeah. oh, what do you feel about life insurance? And how do you feel about this? And how do you feel about that? Or I'm investing here. Mm -hmm. How are you investing there? And infusing mm -hmm. that into... Right. 
our conversations, but a lot of people don't know to do that. I do know that my son will be so much better at this than and than we were or my generation right. was because I know a lot of teenagers that have investment accounts and right. that they're thinking of their future like that. Yeah. But not a lot of us were. Mm -hmm. I know I wasn't. Right. I but it's never too wasn't. late. No, no, no. We, of right. course, now it's a different <laughs> situation now, but I feel like it's more and more of these conversations need to happen. Yeah. I know today's topic was intentional finances and I'm happy we talked about it. I have a feeling that we have, we barely scratched the surface yeah. and we've already <laughs> almost run out of time, but it's like, I really want us to talk about it more because I feel like the more you talk about finances and become easy, become, uh, I'm sorry, as much as these conversations get easier to have, if you're having two people talk about it and a couple is sitting here and they're listening to it, they're like, okay, so it's not coming from my wife. Mm -hmm. It's not coming from my husband. So we both heard it together mm -hmm. and we're both saying, let's incorporate this into our lives. Different yeah. than if one person comes and you're thinking a little shady, like, okay, so why is she bringing this up? Like, why does mm -hmm. she need to get life insurance? Yeah. We just had a fight hey, honey, yesterday. We just had a fight million yesterday. Dollar contract. <laughs> we just had a fight yesterday. She's like, life insurance? You're like, wait, what? <laughs> Did you try to kill me? My husband actually, I think I actually said that to him once. I'm like, yeah, we had a fight yesterday. And now you're talking about, yeah, something happened. Like, wait, what? <laughs> you, you, in, in your knee jerk reaction is yeah. not going to be that this is a good idea. It's going right. to be. Except if you're having it regularly, except if you're hearing it from your parents and it comes from, it's coming from your parents. Right. Big difference because you know your parents have no reason. Well, I take that back because there is the woman that gave her child meds that she wasn't sick. And yeah. there's so many different types right. of parents too. Right. So sometimes you'd have to realize that it all depends on your story. We come back to the story right. and to the people. If right. you have a loving family and they're introducing you to all of these things and you know where it's coming from, you have an abusive family and they're talking about this, you're going to be like, so you must be trying to kill me because mm -hmm. you are not that great with me right now. And you're talking about life insurance. Yeah. It must be because you have something mm -hmm. ulterior coming up. So it still comes back to everyone's story being mm -hmm. so different. Your mm -hmm. story will determine your personal story will determine your financial story. Mm -hmm. And so if we're to, put all of that into perspective, it still comes back to you have to be very intentional about your thoughts, intentional about your finances, intentional about your finances while you're dating. Mm-hmm. 100%. To infuse that into these conversations. Yeah. Um, we lay so much emphasis on sex. We need to also lay enough emphasis on the financial part right to yeah. infuse both of them together. Right and I feel like that would help us by the time you get married to continue the conversation mm -hmm. and continue the plan. Right. What do you think? Right, right. Yeah. Yes, and I think that uh, that another thing is bringing in another party, right? Mm. And that's what sometimes people miss. It's like if you bring in a neutral party, if you bring somebody, an advisor in, right, that's going to help you hear it from a neutral, neutral perspective person. that's a pro versus you guys trying to figure it out because that's where you might think, oh, okay, are you doing this correctly? Or maybe you're trying to kill me. No, if it comes from a neutral perspective and says, hey, this is the reason behind it. Behind it. This is how it's going to help you in the future. And this is what we need to do now. It's different. Very different. Okay. In conclusion, what would be the last thing you want to leave people with? Let me put it that way. When it comes to you and your partner being intentional with finances, mm -hmm. those are the steps. You want to make sure you understand what you want to create out of your life what your partner wants to create it out of their life, how you want to create together. Then you look at 
okay, what steps need to be taken so that we can move towards that goal together? And you come together at least once a month to go over finances. I would do weekly, but that's just me, right? (laughs) So that way you can see, okay, how are we moving towards this goal together? And it becomes something that is fun versus something that's like you're catching up to. The other step would be understanding your uh, partner's money story and really doing so in a loving way versus a judgmental way because that money story is going to create their money personality, which is affecting your finances every day. Beautiful. Beautiful summary. Finances have always been a tricky topic, Mm -hmm. and I feel like there is no one conversation. I think that it's a series of conversations that you need to continuously have. It's not a one. And I think that that's the same thing with relationships in general. That's the same thing with life in general. You're Mm -hmm. constantly going to be evolving. And so your financial story is also going to constantly be evolving. And so the financial conversations also need to be constantly happening. In that, we completely agree. We agree on a lot of different things. It's just our different aspects and our I think that our knowledge about it is just different but with everything finances and life in general you have to be intentional about it you have Mm -hmm. to be intentional about it a hundred percent I think that I have taken away a lot from this conversation I intend to have more conversations with you about this (laughs) um but thank you so much for coming onto the show was there anything else you wanted to leave everyone with before we sign off uh where to find me where the oh yes. I got you I got you I got you <laughs> thank you for thank you to my guest Scarlett Joyce Rojas for coming into the studio today you can find her on Instagram money mindset mommy <laughs> spelled as pronounced no changes there thank you to my producer Marv for guiding us through today thank you everyone for tuning in and you know where to find all of us on Instagram, and you know where to find this show every Wednesday on Spotify, Apple, and YouTube. Thank you so much, Joyce, Thank for coming you. in. Thanks and for having me. we appreciate you completely. Thank you, and keep spreading that intentional financial advice because I feel like we all need it at various parts and aspects of our life. Thank, Thank you. you so much.